So, my name is uh, Roger Guy Domergue, Polaco de Ménage. I belong on my mother's side to a very famous international Jewish family. I was a professor for 40 years in France. I am absolutely interested in any sort of truth. Who was Hitler? We do know that in 1917, the American Jewish bankers Warburg, Leib, Schief, Sassoon and Confederates financed the Jewish Bolshevik crew that made the revolution. That financing process continued to this day without any let-up. See article in Le Point and L'Express on the red billionaire Hammer. We said equally that under Stalinism, 50 jail, concentration camps, executioners, and hard labor Jewish, both exterminated tens of millions of guys, as attested by Solzhenitsyn, among others. In 1918, Germany was strangled by the Treaty of Versailles, thence Hitler's calling. He wanted to free his country and the world from the dollar's dictatorship, which reduced countries to servitude, causing them to collapse under the burden of monstrous debts. He was defeated by the Hammerwerks' Jewish power that openly declared war on him as early as 1933, as the press of the United States attests to formally. From 1933, indeed, Numerous American newspapers bear witness to the Jews being at war with the Third Reich. A known book even advocated, advocated the genocide of the Germans. Who knows it? See the Forison documents. We know also that during the occupation of Europe by the Allies, Russians and Americans massacred and raped the Germans, while the German troops in enemy countries had as their absolute rule not to rape under penalty of the most serious punishments. War was declared against Hitler because he wanted to set up a new economic order from which Jewish speculation would be drastically banned. There, as we said, lies the true reason for the war. Officially, war was made against him because he wanted to recover Danzig, a German territory, Posnania, a German territory in Poland, where the Germans were mistreated, assassinated even, Austria that wanted to be joined to the Reich. Germany had no colonial empire, while the USA had been imposing their world hegemony for a, lo a long time, and as England had an empire on which the sun never did set. While lands of German language and population were integrated to foreign countries, 
It was the case with the Sudetenland people in Czechoslovakia, whose Masonic government was a terrible thorn, a veritable thorn, it placed in the Third Reich's body. Such was his crime analyzed quite objectively by an honest man, even Jewish like myself. But <coughs> when Stalin was in Eastern Poland and executed all the Polish officers at Katyn with a bullet in the nape of the neck and in vessels sunk in the Antarctic intentionally, the ticklish international conscience that prodigious war was snoring, probably so as not to hear the noise of the bullets. I never heard or read a single president of the League des Droits de l'Homme, League of Human Rights, rebel recurringly against that crime of less humanity, him who does not suffer the contesting of the gas six million. Besides human rights, arithmetics is simple. 60 million incontestable exterminated by Kaganovich and Confederates are inferior to 6 million contested ones exterminated by Hitler. This last postulates worthy of King Yubu sums up politics in all fields over the last 50 years. Henry Bergson, a Jewish philosopher, admonished German Jews in 1921. He told them that their number was disproportionate and that their immoral and asynthetic speculative power was dangerous for them. If they did not change their behavior, he was telling them they were going to prompt a wave of hatred towards them. This 12 years before the advent of Nazis. Baruch, the psychiatrist, was telling me that Hitler had been the instrument to chastise the sins of the Jews who were not Jewish besides. He used, to tell, he used to, to tell me, Freud and Marx are not Jews. I shall always remember the Germans presenting arms to that Jewish philosopher. The Germans knew how to recognize values, even among Jews, and I have no doubt that my spirit of synthesis earned me the title of honorary Aryan. Under the Weimar Republic, everything was rotten. The Jews were manipulating everything. That is a fact. Today it's the same phenomenon, but infinitely worsened. There does not exist any law yet that forbids a Jew to say what he thinks of his own before the vivid reality of the facts. Thus, there were six million unemployed whom he gave work to, whom he gave work to. When one sees the horrible blue genie biotypological degeneracy in France, in the USA, in England, in Italy, in Germany, in Spain, one feels one's heart nipped upon finding that the only one who had almost succeeded in extirpating rottenness from his country is called a criminal, sued 50 years after his death, unheard of, while those who reduced man to the state of an atrocious homunculus pull all the strings of finance, of governments, of media. This sentence of Nietzsche comes to my mind. The history of Israel is invaluable and typical as regards the denaturations of natural values, 
The Jews have a vital interest in making mankind sick, in reversing in a dangerous and slanderous direction the notion of good and evil, of truth and of lie. Television provides Niagara's of example of what Nietzsche is telling us. George Steiner goes even further, and chapter 17 of his Return of A.H., uh, Adolf Hitler, in a novel which he wrote, is of an absolute perfection. All is said therein. And somewhere, in the course of the novel, he sums it, up. He sums it all up. I quote him. For 5,000 years, we have been talking too much. Words of death for us and for the others. There was in Germany a parliament elected by the nation. Hitler was holding referenda that prove millions of Germans were at his side. The six million unemployed found back their true freedom and their human dignity in a happy work. Never did the European worker find before 1940, do interrogate the Germans of that generation, mine, better living condition than those of the Third Reich. Decent housing, remarkable libraries, ultra-modern hygiene and safety equipment. At the same time, millions of French and Belgian workers were rotting their lungs in industrial sheds and sheltering their families in ins unsanitary quarters when it was not in slums. The Third Reich factories then had their rest garden, their swimming pool, their personnel freed from the, the tyranny of politicians and unions, their social security more than anywhere else, and pet vacations, cruising ships, etc. The German family became a cell of society and women had the right to attend to their children, to their, to her family, to her home. Today, all the children passing before the courts were born to separate pairs. All their mother works intensively outside the home, said a specialist professor Oyer. The children were totally preserved from the abyss of degeneracy, drugs, pornography, terrorism, suicide, flotsamism in which they are plunged by the circumcisocracy's human rights. I do not say geodocracy, for I repeat, all the Rochildo, Marxo, Einsteino, Picassist speculations are heretical and criminal under the Torah. Being the mother of numerous children was an honor and not a painful burden. While today the immigrants are swarming into France, rape, steal and sell drugs, even in high schools and colleges, while our adolescent girls are taking a pathogenic, carcinogenic and teratogenic pill. The German birth rate reached 1,800,000, while the French birth rate was of only 600,000. Hitler had designed the Volkswagen Beetle, which was the most popular in the world, with uh, two, mm, 20 million vehicles made. It was even a movie star. The worker was feeling respected, and the millions of German communists became the Führer's supporters. The social and moral reform which Hitler effected in a few years in a few years, freeing his people of the liberal Bolshevik conditionings is absolutely unheard of. Anyone who, in good faith, studies this major problem will admit it with me. Only conditionings, as well as bad faith, can induce to deny this truth obvious for absolutely anybody. It is necessary to understand well, to study 
what Hitler wanted to do and what he did. To have read Mein Kampf and the myth of the 20th century by Rosenberg, to find the totally Jewish putrescence of these last 50 years of history. Besides, no dialogue on Nazism is possible with someone who would not have that synthesis of information. To which must be added the objective study of the revisionist work, which unveils, above all, the prodigious hysteria which the matter of the gas chamber six million does bring about. Yes, what interested me the most is not the technical and arithmetical reality of this problem, but it is the hysteria which is really absolutely unique in the whole story of the world, history of the world. The memory comes back to me that just before the war, one could leave his bicycle against a wall in Germany without the least padlock. One was coming back in the evening, it was still there, nobody had stolen it. Let one thus try to leave his car, even bolted somewhere uh, in a town in Italy, for instance. One will see what happens. Hitler had the cult of moral and spiritual strength, and not of brutal force, which he execrated. He wanted to exacerbate the concept of ethnic protection of the white race, but it was a quite normal reflex of defense before the stupefying Jewish racism that has been going, going on for 5,000 years and not for a few years of Nazis. 5,000 years. And now it can be seen by anybody who has open eyes. As to freedom and dignity, he gave them back to his people who was grateful to, to, to him for, the, for it. The bright eyes of the young German having found back ideal dignity must be seen in the films of the time. The Nazis, the Nazis have in no way desired mankind. All the congeners aware of the world action of the Jews in the revolution and in the 20th century in particular will be in agreement with me if they are in good faith. That is the only condition, if they are in good faith. Those who lie about Hitler, leaning on the greatest numbers, mental insufficiency, dishonor themselves, dishonor themselves in revealing themselves as the objective accomplices of the communist war of subversion. They are the causes of millions of deaths, and moreover, they have to keep on dinning into our ears through the media their eternal Auschwitzian Jeremiah to extort enormous sums from the Federal Republic of Germany which the LGR does not pay in sitting their hegemony on the dogma of institutionalized cross-breeding on their omnipresent anti-racist sniveling which hides, their, which hides their megalomaniac racism poorly besides. Doubtlessly, hundreds of thousands of Jews died in the camps. There were 70% of Germans at the time of the freeing of Buchenwald, however and between Poland and Russia, massacred by the SS guards, not the Waffen-SS, and the Ukrainians. But the gas chamber six million shall remain the most fantastic lie of the whole history of mankind. Let us add that if this lie were the truth, it would be but a small detail, the justification of which would be found in the factual and most obvious horrors of which I just drew a succinct panorama. If Heidegger stayed silent, it was because there was no longer anything to be said. He knew that Nazism had been mankind's last chance, but that the brains 
shriveled up by Judeo-Cartesianism, would not understand anything despite the most obvious evidence. In the world agony that would follow 1945, Robert Braziak would be shot and the Jews would refuse to understand. Had not Hitler returned, however, the international Jewish finances aim is to dissolve the national economies, to put them under the East hegemony. Then, through the pseudo-democracies, to push all countries to Bolshevism. And still, if the Jews with their Marxist profession of faith take over the reins of mankind, then there shall be no longer men on this planet which shall resume going through the ether as millions and millions of years ago. In 1950, when numerous communist personalities denied the existence of the Soviet gulags, they were not brought before the court that I know. Now, in 1988, the gulags and the psychiatric hospitals still do exist. I am not hearing either the historians and the moralists of the high international conscience utter rhythmic howls every day on television as they are heard about a regime that has been dead for 50 years. How ludicrous. But there is worse still. Mr. Marchais tells us that communism is globally positive that is invalidated by everybody, including historians as official as Madame, Madame Dancos, who told us at Bernard Pivot's apostrophes, telecast, that even if communism had succeeded, which is not the case, it could not justify so many corpses. Everyone knows that the Ukraine used to be the, uh, used to be the, the, the world's wheat granary, and that it is no longer it no longer can produce enough wheat for the sole Ukraine. The Stalinist purges, the tens of millions victims of Frankel, Jagoda, Yezhov, Kaganovich and Confederates, Berian, the Gulag, Budapest, Prague, the KGB, the boat people, Afghanistan, etc. Small details indeed. I finish in saying that this Jewish tragedy, which responds to the end of a traditional cycle, the age of darkness, causes the Jews to malefit from an involutive, analytical, speculative superiority that falls exclusively under the psycho-hormonal consequences of circumcision at the eighth day, first day of the 21 days of the first puberty. Oh, so naive conclusion of Glucksmann whose intellectual probity shall never go beyond the psychic effects of the circumcision at the eighth day, which fixates what some call Israel's curse, become intangible and irrefragable since Moses imposed that absurd sexual mutilation, the psycho-hormonal effects of which is very clearly understood by those who perceived the major scientific reality of the functional predominance of the hormonal system over the nervous system. One day, Madame Simon Weil, who is a Jew, with a V, who was a minister, she's Jewish, said, uh, one mustn't make Nazism commonplace or banal. So I answered 
that sentence. As not many be separated from the spiritual and from moral sense being made battle, was not Rothschild, king of Europe, who was causing raw materials to pass through Switzerland to Germany in 1914, 1914-18, made banal? Were not the Warburg, Schiff, Loeb and company, uh, and company, Sassoon, who at the same time were financing the Allies, Germany and the Bolshevik Revolution, whereupon they came to Europe in 1999 as negotiators of the peace, that was to lead to the iniquitous Treaty of Versailles, prelude to a Second World War, and to the sessions of Yalta made banal? Was not Basil Zaharov, who won 30 billion in selling weapons to all that were exterminating each other in the world, Europe, Middle East, Africa, America, to become one of the most important shareholders of the Bank of France, of the press, and the benefactor of all the political French political parties made by Were not the atomic rompings of the circumcised wine, Einstein and Oppenheimer, and that although everyone knows the terrible danger of radioactive waste and the threats of genetic inroads, and yet did not open, I must say, I did the devil's work, because he did say that. This does not prevent Mr. Samuel Cohen from having refined our work with the, with the neutron bomb, which the Warburg and company in U.S. Bank is talking of selling to China, CTV information program. This devil's work he would not have been allowed to do in a theocracy, indeed, directed by people conscious with a moral scent and a spirit of synthesis. Was not the vote at 18 made banal, while a great political mind in a theocracy will reflect at length in synthesis before taking a decision, this cohort of unconscious blue geners will be led to believe that they have valid opinions, provided they all be insignificant and different, caught into the nullity of all the political parties, anarchists included, are going to vote while Rothschild, Marx, Freud, Bloch, Dassault, Warburg and Rockefeller will continue to manipulate them, to enslave them, to make them degenerate through having them love and freely choose all the forms of their bondage. Was not the mother on the job made banal, so that she could, like the 18-year-old voters, turn herself into a client of the buying products of the department stores belonging to the circumcised, with advertising by Boustin Blanchet while Professor Hoyer was revealing a few years ago that all the children passing before the courts were born to pairs of parents dissociated or ghost-like, divorce or intensive work of the mother outside the home. Thus are being prepared generations of seriously irresponsible people, of delinquents, of criminals, through making women fond of all the more cruel bondage that it is freely chosen, that they will believe an evolution while it is an involution. Has not calling racism and anti-Semitism a world devoid of meaning 
the denunciation of these glaring facts, even if one cries out that the racist myth has no scientific foundation at all, and that what is involved in this sad speculation is but hormonal pathology induced by the circumcision at the eighth day, which brings about, in a regime deprived of any providential elite, the hegemony of speculative, deprived of moral sense and of spirit of synthesis, which culminates in a veritable intellectualist terrorism where any truth is absolutely forbidden. Has not the myth of the six million and of gas chambers been made banal while checks made by historians such as Racinier, who was weighing 30 kilos when leaving Dachau, or Professor Forisson, a Democrat anti-Nazi, have demonstrated the inflation by at least five million and the technical inexistence of the gas chambers, which anyone can check if one knows the technical norms of gassing. Has not the silence around the Swiss report of the Red Cross as of 1944 that declares after a visit of the German camps, that, despite the rumors, there exists nowhere the least trace, trace of a gas chamber being made banal? Has not the silence around the fact that Hitler, three years before the war, had submitted to the government's convention the terms of which, in the case of a conflict, civilian population would not be bombed, and above all, the refusal of that convention those governments whose, by those governments whose true masters are all known to us. And yet, the sole bombing of Dresden made 125,000 victims in a single night, and Tokyo 195,000, that is to say, even more than Mr. Oppenheimer's bomb at Hiroshima. These were precisely the horrors which the Nazi regime wanted to eradicate. Uh, as the reading of Mein Kampf can convince anyone of it. Before these manifest facts, do we not see that the Nazi regime was a sociological response of self-defense? Or, as Karel said, the normal reaction of a people who does not want to die. In the German camps were found all those who consciously or not promote all those horrors, circumcised wines, masons, communists, priests, who never were sustained by Pius the Twelfth, who was saying, Germany is fighting for its enemies, for if the Eastern Front collapses, the fate of the West is sealed. Did not Solzhenitsyn tell us Nazis were the sole political force able to break down the world Bolshevik suicide? <coughs> it is, that is probably the reason why we do not hear about Solzhenitsyn anymore. In that worldwide Rothschild of Marx's game, which ruled the world in the most totalitarian fashion that be, no account at all is taken of man's real necessities be they biological, misdeeds of food and therapeutics, chemical chemicalization, ecological, destruction of nature and universal pollution, 50 years of chemical, chemical fertilizers sterilize the earth totally, sociological, monstrous unemployment, moral and spiritual, 
misdeed of secularism, Marxism, Freudianism. Now, Mrs. Well, Mrs. Weil, are you criminal or unaware? 